Oh my gosh. Okay, listeners, Mike and I, I'm just going to say this. This is our banter, okay? Mike okay. and I just finished the, this interview with Sid Ghosh, who is an autistic, a young man who is autistic and has Down syndrome and is a poet and is a non-speaker and uses a letter board to communicate. And we just had like ended the conversation, which you're going to get to hear in a couple seconds. Well, keep listening. And we we're both just like minds blown. right and it's it's i did not expect to have my mind blown because i've seen sid on instagram i mean i have i don't see sid all the time on instagram but i have seen moments where he has used his letter board with vaish i've seen moments where his poems have been read but i've never had like seen him over a like 30 minute course of time and see how the whole conversation goes and the depth of this kid and the like intelligence Mm -hmm. is, is just, um, we keep saying mind blowing, -blowing. but (laughs) it just, it's wrecked me. It's wrecked me. Yes. I feel the same way, especially raising a kid with down syndrome who, I don't, I don't have a non-speaker, but I have a daughter whose language is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, or the way she presents to the world, it presents as not intelligent. Mm-hmm. And Vaish, we've had Vaish on the podcast. So Sid Ghosh's mother is Dr. Vaish Sarathi, and she's been on the podcast recently. And um, her whole thing is like, we have to assume intelligence in mm-hmm. our kids and to see it all play out just their their relationship and how she supports him and like just how they work together. Anyways, friends, there is um, this episode we are going to offer on video because it is such a unique thing to have a non-speaker on a podcast because podcasts are audio. So this is on video. I would suggest right now, even if you can, pausing and pulling up the video. And if you are usually you multitask while you're listening to podcasts, still do that, but have it like available to to watch or just sit down and watch intently take an hour and watch this one because it it was what micah mind-blowing mind-blowing soul wrecking (laughs) all right you guys (laughs) oh okay i'm just gonna go have a little sob in my pillow um but first listeners Let's shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. We're celebrating Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and we will be interviewing some amazing self-advocates, and we're starting today with the wonderful and talented Sid Ghosh, who is coming on the show to celebrate with us and share his journey as a self-advocate, author, poet with Down Syndrome. We are so excited to chat with him and his mom, Dr. Vaish Sarathi, today. So welcome, everybody, to the Lucky Few Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Able Now. Have you been meaning to set up an AbleNow account? It's easier than you might expect. The application is entirely online, so it can be completed anytime, anywhere. Enrollment often takes just a few minutes. An eligible individual can open and manage their own AbleNow account. If they are under age 18 or need assistance with finances, 
a parent, grandparent, or other eligible family member can open and manage the account as an authorized representative. AbleNow accounts are available to qualified individuals in all 50 states. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an AbleNow account at ablenow.com. That's ablenow.com. Friends, before we get into this episode, we're going to read, I'm going to read a review from another listener. This comes from Kat O, who says, I've been listening to the Lucky Few podcast for almost three years now. Every week you bring such informative interviews, and I always look forward to hearing the conversations with the three hosts. I love this podcast. Thank you for all you do. Kat, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for leaving that review. It makes us so happy to know that you love the podcast. And we're going to keep on keeping on. Three years. Kat, we are like good friends by now, and I love it. Um, Listener, if you love this podcast and you've been listening for three years, five years, or a day, you too can leave a review. Head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review today, and maybe we'll read it on another episode. And also, did you know that you can now leave us a review on any new episodes on Spotify? So head there too. Head over to Spotify, any of our new episodes. If you haven't done that yet, you can do that too. We appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. We're going to start. We're just going to get to it, guys. Let's go. All right, friends. I am here with Sid Ghosh and his mom, Dr. Vaish Sarathi, who you may remember from previous episodes, and we're so excited to have them on today. Sid is a levitator of language, easy in his style, fast in his lie, and light in his tail. He is also a poet, not by choice, but by accident. So just your autistic boy next door with Down syndrome. He's 16 and the author of two chapbooks, Give a Book from Push Press 2022 and Proceedings of the Full Moon Rotary Club. State Champs of San Francisco 2023. You can find Sid on Instagram at downlikesid. Sometimes he struggles to find himself, though. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Lucky Few podcast, Sid and Vaish. Thank you. H I. And I apologize, but I need to get another letter board with punctuation so that he can, I thought I had it, but I don't, one minute. Okay, no okay. Great. So, so that was Sid saying hi to our listeners. Uh, we're we're going to explain a little bit more about how Sid communicates and how Vaish is going to support him. But uh, that was Sid saying hi. Sid saying hi. Yeah, this is, listeners, this is so exciting because as we know, the podcast platform is one that is verbal. And so we've not had a non-speaking guest on before and that we're so excited to have Sid on. So we're doing this together. We're, I feel like this is, um, what's the word when you're breaking something like you're, this is guy breaking a barrier. Uh, you, I don't know. Uh, Why can't uh, I think of words? Glass breaking. Uh, <laughs> we are breaking glass ceilings. That's, what That's right. Know. Okay. <laughs> and I remembered that I needed another letter board because usually after high, he has a punctuation. So I brought the board. This one has the punctuations, but this one that he normally uses does not. It's just okay. a standard board. 
So he added three exclamation points to that. So hi. Amazing. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Vaishan said, before we get taught, before we start asking some questions, can you explain to our listeners what it is you're using to communicate, which is a letter board, and how that works? So I have a stencil, a letter board stencil right here. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, it is just a plastic thing with cutouts for different alphabets. And Sid's using a pencil to point uh, to the letter that he wants, and he's just making sentences using that. And I'm the communication partner. So I'm literally just holding the letter board. Sometimes you might hear me giving him prompts, which are not about what to say, but just about keeping his body regulated. So I'm just saying sometimes because Sid has a lot of apraxia, which is um, just trouble getting his muscles to move. Sometimes he can just freeze or his hands kind of lose tone and drop. And so you might hear me say something like keep going, Sid, or lift your hands, Sid. But that's the extent of the prompt or keep your eyes on the board, Sid. Um, because his eyes may drift. So I'm giving motor prompts, but I'm not prompting what to say. All the language is his, but I'm just keeping Sid in his body. Amazing. Helping him keep, he's in his own body. I'm just giving him prompts. Can I ask a couple of follow-up questions about, um, as his mom, discovering this form of communication for him and then becoming a pro essentially at it. Can you Can you just touch on that super quick? Yes, absolutely. Please. And it's obviously mind-blowing when that happened, right? So when I, I heard about this uh, lady who was teaching this technique called the rapid prompting method back in 2015 was when I heard we immediately booked a uh, ticket to Austin and Sid and I went there. And at, but at that time, I thought Sid couldn't communicate at all. So I hadn't seen any evidence. I'm very minimal of like batting at some things, but he couldn't even point. But with Soma, I think the first word he spelled was an animal in a farm and he spelled dog. And he was seven at this time. And I remember being in tears that, oh, my son knows what a dog is. But uh, and um, it was it was progress from there, but it took a long time. So it's a lot of practice because Sid, even even within the world of Down syndrome, Sid has um, um, significantly lower muscle tone. So it, it took him a long time. And I think a lot of it is just motor planning and practicing moving the hands. So it's been um, eight years now. And the fluency that you see is definitely not overnight. So the, it's it's been many, many years in practice. Okay. It's I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited. And listeners, we are going to offer this whole interview on video. And I hope. And I'm hopeful that you'll take the time to to um, come watch this. And a t-shirt uh, that says Spellers. And um, if anybody's interested in this, there's a documentary called Spellers that follows the journey of eight non-speaking autistic uh, kids and adults. Honestly, Sid's the only non-adult in that group, but in their journey from not communicating to communicating using letter words. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow, that's incredible. I know there's so many parents out there like me who have kids with a dual diagnosis and are navigating what it's going to look like to have a non-speaking child. And, you know, for what I've been able to find for ACE so far is using PECs and using AAC device, but the idea of him being able to spell words or being able to communicate more specifically what he wants sounds incredible. And um, it's so exciting for those of us in my shoes to see you, Sid, and see how you're you're using your words and uh, saying exactly what you want to say. And I know that that's something I really want for my son 
Okay, Sid, I'm going to start. I've got some questions for you. We, we've got some questions for you. And the first is, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? So things like, where do you live? Some things that you love to do. Ready? I'm trying to get the letter board and sit in the same way. Okay, I think that'll work. That's great. L, I, okay, go. V, let's hold it tight, stabilize your hands and go. L, I, V, E, live. I, live in, M, my, O, W, and live in my own H E. Keep moving. A D. Okay, live in my own head. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other question? I think what do you like to do? Yeah, what do you like to do? L I K like T like to W R I T like to write mm. that's so cool is that it? I love it so speaking of writing Sid you are a poet and a published author so will you tell us more about that like how did you discover that you liked to write and how did it how did you realize that the writing was poetry Whenever you're ready, move your hands up. P O E T R Y poetry F O F O P F O U N poetry found. Me. Okay, punctuation. Period. Maybe you can use this one. Q U I T E quite. So it found you quietly. I think it said found me. Quite. Period, and then quite something. Q U I T. Quite. Um, keep moving. R E W A R D I N. Quite rewarding to. Is that a G? Yes. Quite rewarding to. B to B A. P O E T. Okay, done. Poetry found me period quite rewarding to be a poet. Mm. And Sid, do you have any authors that you admire? Any poets that you love to read? J A N. You said J and H. Is that what you mean? I. 
Okay, J and D. Jandy and E L. Keep moving. S O N. Jandy Nelson. She's the author of I think I'll give you the sun is the name of the book. Okay. Oh. Beautiful. Anyone else? No. Okay. I'm going to have to, I'm a poetry reader, oh. Sid, and I haven't read Jindy Nelson. So I'm going to write it down right now uh, because I would love a new poetry book to check out. Also, I want to kind of add a note, if I may, is that Sid is like the master of vague responses. So just don't be surprised. Like he likes to, where do you live? I live in my head, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. the best answer I've ever been given. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for five years. I, we're at like, what, 200 and something episodes. We ask that in most episodes, and that is by far the best answer that we've ever been given, Sid. You, so is that, if that's not a title already of a poem or like the title of your next book, I think I'm going to suggest it. It's good. You tuck that away, Sid. Um, Sid, when you are writing poetry, do you have a favorite process favorite part of the writing process? And if so, what is that? Okay, can you move your body to face like that? Hold it tight. Okay, go. G, E. Okay, go. T, T, I, N. Getting. T O W R I maybe like this. T E getting to write. Keep your body straight, please. It'll be harder to spell without that. Getting to write. I is A G I G I G G I F. Getting to write is a gift. Okay, punctuation. Period. Um, keep going if you want to. I. I am. S O G R A T E F U L. I'm so grateful. T. Keep moving. Okay, H. A. I'm so grateful that. T. H. That the. Reset. You and I, V, E, R, S. I'm so grateful that the universe, S, P, move it, E, A, K, Speaks T 
Ready? <laughs> Speaks to, I think. Okay, move your body. Let me get closer. <laughs> okay, speaks to. Left hands up. M. Speaks to me. H. O. U. U L. Bring your eyes back to the board. See. U. G. H through P O E T R Y Punctuation <laughs> PDA Okay. I I'm, second sentence was, I'm so grateful the universe speaks to me through poetry. I think the first sentence was getting to write <laughs> poetry is a gift or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sid, I, I think that we all feel really grateful that the universe speaks to you through poetry too. Uh, it's, it's really wonderful to, to hear what you're thinking about and how you think about your writing. I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners who may not have looked at your po at your poetry yet uh, what you generally write about. Are there certain themes that you come back to in your poems? Certain things you write about? Yeah. When you're ready, you can lift your hands up. Bring your eyes to the board, please. Okay. Got the question? Yes, okay, then go. A <laughs> N Y N E Keep moving, Sid. T N H I N N Anything T H a, anything that <laughs> is that a word? Anything that C O M maybe E keep moving. Anything that comes T O M E anything that comes to me. Period. G O okay. God D Keep moving O D O J doesn't make sense. Keep moving. D O E S Sid looking at the board might help. God doesn't H A V E C <laughs> T H E Keep moving M E S God doesn't have teams. God doesn't have what? We say it again. Teams. And God doesn't have Oh, God doesn't have a team. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sid, you're cool. <laughs> um, Sid, do you have any advice to other people with Down syndrome about raising awareness to empower people with Down syndrome and autism? Okay, ready? Bring your hands to the table, steady. Become aware of the hands and go. F I R S first. F I N D. Y O U R V O I C find <laughs> first find your voice. Mm. Okay, period. <laughs> I it M A it may N O T it may not B E it may not be S P E E C H. It may not be speech. <laughs> yes. Done. First, find your voice. It may not be speech. Great advice. Great advice. I love it. I think it's such an encouragement for me to think about how much my son wants to find his voice and that there, I just think that those words are something I can take to him and encourage him that there are some other ways. It may not be speech, but there are other ways for him to find his voice. It's so, so good and empowering. You guys, I'm, my mind is blown right now. I just have to be really honest. I've never seen this kind of communication. Um, I have, I have a lot of questions, but mostly just a lot of um, admiration for both of you that, that you're taking the time to share this with us. Vaish, I think as a mom, like as a fellow mom, sorry, hold on. I've got a helicopter or something. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Great. Sorry, I had a helicopter flying above me. It got really loud. Um, as a fellow mom raising kids with Down syndrome, who it is like that, that finding their voice and being able to share their voice. And you just want that. We want that for all of our kids, right? For them to be known and how we live in the society that to be known, you have to be a certain way. And usually that's speaking or speaking a certain way or being able to like present yourself a certain way. And just the hard work that I'm imagining you and Sid, like the investigating to get to this, to get to understand that this is a way that was going to work for Sid's voice to be heard. And then the commitment to that and the learning. And um, yeah, I'm just blown away by both of you and highly inspired. Thank you for, yeah. Thank you for sharing this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it seems like just watching you, Sid, that this makes you feel really proud. 
Is that right? Are you? Is that what you're feeling right now when you giggle like that? Are you feeling proud? S O M E some W H A T somewhat somewhat. I have another question for you, Sid. Uh, we heard you started a group called the. F- called the Full Moon Rotary Club, a place for spellers to write poetry, which the Full Moon Rotary Club is also the title of one of your books of poems, right? Um, So I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about that group and how it came to be and also about the group's name and what that means to you. M Y F a V T H I N G. My F A V thing. So my favorite thing. Keep moving. T O D to do is T O S. Keep moving. P I N. My favorite thing to do is spin. Period. H E N. I'll take that as a C. Hence, R O T A R Rotary C L U. Hence, Rotary Club. Mm. So, a little bit of, um, I'll just add a little bit of detail because Sid is very. Um, efficient with this word so sometimes I add detail but um Sid loves to spin like if you guys have seen um like the Sufi meditating the whirling dervishes so it's, it's it's very much similar to that I feel like in a previous lifetime it must have been something related but he loves to spin for like and he he can actually spin for hours so and I think it was a it's not really a pun I don't know what you would call it but that's why he called it the Rotary Club, but mm-hmm. it's also the name of one of his poems he wrote about spinning. It's called the Rotary Club, and actually came from there. But you can continue. F O R S P E L L I N for spelling L. Or P, O, move this a little bit so you have leverage. E, for spelling poets, okay, for spelling poets, maybe W, okay, come back, for spelling poets, maybe a W, and if you want. Okay, V N E E D A C O M M C M C O M M W doesn't make sense. 
U N I. For spelling poets, we need a community. Keep going. Period. Bring your eyes back, please. Okay, that's that's it. First, uh, so Rotary Club is a community for spelling. <laughs> are the poets, the people of, who are a part of the community, are they all over the nation, all over the world? Uh, yeah, all, I, all over the, I mean, all over the world. But mm -hmm. many of them are in the U.S., but the intention is to be all over the world. Okay. Sid wants to, um, and I'm saying this because uh, Sid speaks in very short sentences. So I doubt he's going to give this much detail, but um, I, well, alas. You want to share more about the Rotary Club? You want me to share? Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> um, so I, he, he's wanting to start like a, Nonprofit that can uh, support poets with um, uh, maybe through grants or something. So we're looking into that. Mm -hmm. How do people find the group and join? It's a good question. Um, right now, through an email to me. Okay. <laughs> um, they, yeah, they find like through your website or something that it's like word of mouth essentially. It's right now it's just word of mouth. So if you okay. email me, I'll put you on the email list. Right now we meet every full moon, uh, which is usually once a month, um, and and that's um, yeah. And I'll send you the Zoom link, and it's free, and you can just join in if you want to write poetry. So usually we like we have some song and dance, and or not dance if you don't feel like it. And then we have a visiting poet that comes and leads us with prompts into poetry. And if you're not comfortable, if you're not spelling openly, if you're not communicating openly yet, you can just listen. If you are, you can write. So it's kind of a group poetry thing. Okay. That's really cool. And how do you uh, find poets to to come and speak? Is that, are you just reaching out all the time to, to publish poets that you admire or that Sid admires? Yeah, we started with um, with a few poets that Sid admires, and then they it's kind of like a chain thing. So we asked them for referrals for people that may be uh, a good fit for uh, teaching poetry to a neurodiverse community of poets that don't speak. And then it, it's kind of like, and then, they, and then they'll tell us somebody else, and then they'll tell us somebody else. So it's, everything's word of mouth at this point. But, but if you're listening and you're a poet, we would love to have more poets come in. So any, anybody's welcome. To be a poet and to, uh, I mean, to be a visiting poet or to just come to the community. Yeah. That's really cool. That is so, it, that's so great. I have a logistical question. I'm trying to picture all this in my head. With, Sid, when you're writing poetry, are you pointing to a letter board and someone else is writing or typing the letters or are you typing on a keyboard as well? How are you getting the, the words on paper or the words on a screen? He said yes. Yes to which question? Yeah, that was a lot of questions. Sorry. First one or second one? First. So same process. He's he, like this. He's he's writing mm -hmm. his poetry and I take gaps to um, whoever sits communication partner, which is usually me. I take gaps to write it down or type. Okay. So not yet have the motor skills to type on a keyboard. Okay. But hopefully we're, it's something we're working towards for the future. Okay. In the spellers community, would you call, is that what a spelling board 
going off his t-shirt, is it the spellers community? Is that appropriate? That's appropriate. They're okay. like, everybody has different names. There are some people say speller words and this and that, but speller community is good. Okay. Is it often the goal to work on a keyboard as well? Like that goes simultaneous or at some point that happens? I think so. What do you have to say? I, what's that? Oh, look and go, please. I, N, D, E. I'll hold it like this. P, E, N, D, E, N, independent, D, R, C, O, M, M. Keep moving. U. I'll take that as an N, I, C. Can you bring your eyes to the board? A, T, I, okay, got it. Okay, I'll take that as independent communication. I, is, come back to T, H. Independent communication is the, what's that? G, M. O-N, A-N, L. Independent communication. Usually that looks like, so my two cents, usually that looks like, um, and what, um, that looks like a, cha- um, a typer or a speller typing on a keyboard without support. Okay. Um, and the keyboard is just propped up, but usually um, it takes a while to to get there because we now call communication partners communication regulation partners because we're also doing um, hopefully a good communication partner is also doing just a little bit of body regulation as mm-hmm. we're hearing some a little bit, and a lot of times independent communication is um, hindered by. If, if the child or the student is not the child or student, the communicator is feeling a little bit unstable in their body. So mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Vaish. Mm-hmm. I, I am interested in knowing how you started to recognize Sid's uh, ability when it came to writing and to poetry. And, you know, did that just come out of like a school assignment and suddenly he loved writing poetry or was it a, um, just did it overflow from the beginnings of using the letter board with him? How did it happen? Not in the beginning. Eventually, um, I remember that with, with one of his communication teachers, Soma, the lady who he first learned with, he'd written a pretty funny poem and I think it might've been eight. It was a rhyming kind of really funny, um, like, a poem like you might expect to find in Alice in Wonderland. It was, and I was kind of curious and he didn't write with me after that later, but slowly he wrote a few poems and I had no idea whether like, you know, what that meant, because I don't know how to look at poetry or how to read poetry. I just knew there were poems and people seemed to like them. So at that time we started working with a poet who works with other spellers. His name is Chris Martin. And then he he kind of recognized um, Sid's poetry. Um, you know, he just, he kind of recognized the gift in Sid's poetry. Hmm. And uh, Sid and Chris still meet up once a week. And I would say it's more of a brainstorming session. And hmm. um, Sid will often write things with Chris than 
than in my presence because I think like you kind of are inspired in the presence of another poet or of another like thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vaish, as a mom um, with any of my kids, I get really excited to find them, to find out they love something and to watch mm-hmm. them grow and that love for something. How has that been watching him grow in his love and gift of poetry for you as his mom? It's, it's um, definitely been amazing, very fulfilling, very satisfying, because that's one of our, when you're a parent of a child with a disability, that's one of the first things that, like, there's so many, you know, like in the early days, at least, there's so many fears and so many things that you're wondering whether this will happen for your child. And, and I feel just because the process looks different, that doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's not and the, the fact that your child has a passion and and like it kind of really energizes them to be with that passion and um, you know going from letterboarding to being a poet to writing po- a lot of poetry every week to publishing books to wanting to set up a nonprofit i think that is is a path towards something something that you love and i think that's really what we all want for our kids for them to be on a path towards something that they love so that yeah. is that that is i would say that's just the dream for me yeah yeah. I'd also love to know, Vaish, uh, for any parents listening who have non-speaking children, what what would you recommend for them? You know, I'm thinking of me, especially, what do you recommend for me? But like, um, as a, you know, I have an eight-year-old who's non-speaking. He has never quite taken to his AAC device. He'll use it, but begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. And and he doesn't reach for it first. And pecs work somewhat. But like is do you have a next step for those of us who are like, okay, this is the path our child's on. They're not speaking. What can we do next? Yeah, I do. I do have uh something that I want to share. And um if as, as with most things that I share, it may not be a popular thing to share, but um, I don't think PEX leads to advanced communication. I think PEX is limited to saying, I want, I want this, I want that, I want, and um, I have never met a child using PEX that has ever gone beyond, I want cookie or I want an iPad and music. It's designed for that. So how do you make the, how, how can you transition to complex language? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a PEX expert, but we I've tried the same things that you have with uh, Sid and um, and they've not worked. We've tried many, many iPad um, apps, and I know that they work for some kids, but I personally have never met a kid, an autistic kid. Um, there are some other diagnoses that don't involve pattern formation that where some kids do work fine with Polakotubo or other things. I've never met somebody who has fluent communication to the level of writing, so let's say poetry or to share going beyond <laughs> I want that has succeeded on an iPad. And I may be completely wrong here, but we tried it for years to the sense, to the point that Sid actually has like trauma with iPad apps because he wants to work on it and it doesn't work for him. He gets stuck in saying the same thing over and over again. The only thing that broke us out of the loop is going really low tech. So which is like like removing all prep and and you know, technically PEX is low tech too, but not I I just hate letterboarding. I would say to every anybody who has a non-speaker with Down syndrome, give letterboarding techniques a chance. There, right now, there's at least uh, there are at least two, but there are probably 
Um, so the first one that came out was RPM, it's called Rapid Pumping Method. The second one was S2C, which stands for Spelling to Communicate. And the third one um, is the Spellers Method. And um, so you could find any of these. If one doesn't, it's not the best fit for you, try another one. But most of the people that have gone to letter boarding techniques, it it may take less or more time for you, depending on how much how your child's motor skill is, but it works. Hmm. So um, I am a huge fan of using um, letter boarding communicates. So more and more kids um, with Down syndrome that are using it now. And um, yeah, but I mean, I think it's, it's important at least at the beginning to see a practitioner because they can help you find the right way to do it. Eventually, like I, I used to see Soma every six months, but then I used to work by myself at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll, listeners, we'll put links uh, to the three different uh, spelling board techniques uh, that Vaish mentioned. So mm-hmm. you can click on those and look at the options. Yeah. Thanks, Vaish. That's great. That's really helpful. Um, I have one one more question for from mom to mom. If you have advice for people listening who have kids with Down syndrome who have written something, they want to be published. Um, what is your advice for self publishing? Or becoming an yeah, or you're having your child become an author, whether it's a picture book or poetry or whatever it is. What advice do you have from the parent side? I can find out, and let's say maybe if you if anybody wants to self publish, if you can reach out to me, I'll reach out to the writers that Sid has worked with. I don't know because in both of Sid's publications, the publishing house reached out to Sid uh, because they wanted to publish a chapbook with him. So I've never actually self-published, but um, I think it would be great for us because I'm sure we'll be also exploring that in the future. So um, I'll find out. And if anybody is interested in publishing, just reach out to me and and then maybe I I can help you figure something out because I'm sure I need it too. (laughs) That's great. And we'll also put links to how to be in touch with Vice. She has a really amazing Instagram account and uh, I learned so much from it. So she is out there and easy to find. Yes. Yes. Sid, is there anything else you want to share? Anything you want to share with our listeners? Okay. Stabilize and A. L W A Y Always B E L E I B E Believe in why I think that's an O, keep moving. You are C C M C H I L. Always believe in your child. That's a good word. Thanks, Sid. The best. <laughs> word. Um, Vaish, is there anything else that you want to share before we head to good news? 
I um, I just want to reiterate what I said is that no matter how your child presents, um, there um, it's not representative of them. <laughs> as you can see. And today's actually not a great day for Sid because he's um, he, he's, he's usually a little bit more stable in his body. A lot of the laughter you're seeing is dysregulation, mm-hmm. and and I'm glad that everybody saw him spell during a day when he was dysregulated because he's feeling a little bit more floppy. I think less stable, all of that. But as you can see, it means nothing for his cognition and intelligence. Um, for even his being snarky about you know um, uh, about things and his just like the answers that he comes up with, so it it doesn't matter what your what your child presents like. If you mm. find the right communication technique for your child, um, you'll you'll be able to you know just tap into that intelligence. Yeah, mm. that's, that's okay. so great, so great. Um, we're beyond grateful that you guys took the time to be here with us. Said we've had your mom on the podcast a couple of times, and she always raves about you and it feels a little bit like a celebrity getting to have Sid on the podcast today. So thanks for taking the time to share your genius with us and your poetry and your humor and everything. Um, We're going to go to a segment in our show that we call good news. We're going to take a little break. And then when we come back, if you have some good news that you'd like to share that's happening in your life right now, we'd love for you to do so. This episode is sponsored by Able Now, tax advantage savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities. Have you been meaning to set up an Able Now account? It's easier than you might expect. The application is entirely online, so it can be completed anytime, anywhere. Enrollment often takes just a few minutes. Able Now accounts help eligible individuals and their families save their own money without endangering certain disability benefits that are critical for health and independence. With Able Now, it's never been easier to invest in your child's future. For so many people, opening an Able Now account is an important step in self-determination and financial independence. It's the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to save, just like anyone else. An eligible individual can open and manage their own Able Now account. If they're under age 18 or need assistance with finances, a parent, grandparent, or other eligible family member can open and manage the account as an authorized representative. AbleNow accounts are available to qualified individuals in all 50 states. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an AbleNow account at ablenow.com. That's ablenow.com. Okay, we're back and it's time for our favorite time of the day where we get to hear your good news. And Sid, here's what good news is. Whatever we are celebrating in the, for, for me and Heather, it's what we're celebrating in the lives of our kids with Down syndrome. For a self-advocate like you, it's what you're celebrating for yourself. And we would love to know something that you are proud of, something that you are excited about, um, whatever the good news is in your life right now. I 
I'm here. That's the good news. Okay, I'm here. That's good. We're excited that you came on the show and uh, so happy that that's your good news, that you're here. Really, you don't have any other good news? <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, um, we love it. We'll take it. Yeah, we will. I have some good news. Oh, I want to hear. Oh. Um, I was at a, we had a church picnic on Sunday and there were some people who came just for the kids to like give families some space and parents time to hang out and chat. And so the people who came were like blue bubbles and played games with kids and had balloons. And I usually in a moment like that, I need to stay next to Ace to help him be part of what's going on and encourage him to play with the other kids and um, go where they go and sit down when everybody sits down. And I was chatting with someone, not even realizing that the children's stuff had started. And I looked over and there was Ace just all on his own, sitting on the ground with the group of kids like participating in whatever the game was. And then I looked back over five minutes later and he was holding onto the parachute and everybody was holding the parachute and he just stayed with them for each thing, totally independent, doing whatever the rest of the group was doing. And I, I just felt so excited and proud of him that he is finding ways to to build relationships and be with other kids and participate. It was really cool. Micah, that's so good. That's huge. Good news. Yeah. Good news. It's really Ace, good. Ace face. We love that. I love it. Um, friends, if you have good news you want to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the Lucky Few pod on Instagram, leave us a direct message, or go to the luckyfewpodcast.com and send us an email. No, email hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com. Um, if you want to follow along with Sid, Sid's Instagram account is down like Sid, D-O-W-N-L-I-K-E-S-I-D over on Instagram. You can follow along and he shares some of his poetry over there as well. So make sure you do that. Um, and it's happy Downstream Awareness Month, everybody. Sid, this was awesome. This was so great. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Everybody, it's time to wrap up. Friends, just a reminder that you can head over to theluckyfew.co, use the code podcast to get 10% off your narrative shifting gear. And this month during Down Syndrome Awareness Month is a perfect time to do that. And um, Josh Avis, thank you for being the editor of this podcast and editing this episode. And Ashley Fracolasi for producing it. And friends, if you like this episode, share it with family and friends. This is a great one to send to an educator. Um, and make sure that you head over and watch it too. That'll be on our website. We'll also have a link on our, on our Instagram page, the lucky few pod so that you can watch this whole interview as well. Yes. Yes. I know I'm going to be sending it to some people. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure you check out the luckyfewpodcast.com for show notes. There was a lot of good information today. Um, and it will all be on those show notes. Show notes. 
And by the way, make sure you're also following us on social media. That's right. And listener, it's Downstream Awareness Month. And always, you are slaying it. We love you so much. We're here cheering you on. And we can't wait to be together on another episode next week. Until then, bye. bye.